now I know we said no uh, no new episode this week but we thought we thought we'd get a, a cheeky little episode 6.5 out so it's just <laughs> just me and Jake this evening yes it's only it's only a mini one it's um it's a b-tech it's a b-tech podcast this one <laughs> um this idea actually came from a comment we saw uh, a few hours ago from Stephen Liddle. Um, he said he found the episode where we talked about running a business quite interesting as he's recently started up. So we thought we'd talk about some uh, tips for people starting up or who have recently started up. A few mistakes, a few things we wish we knew when we started. Um, we're going to keep it quite short because we know that this isn't for everybody, obviously. Um, but even if it doesn't apply to you, hopefully you find some of the things in here interesting and just as a, a kind of filler until until next week's full episode. I'm sure some people might find a few of these uh, these bits relatable from when, or any of the business owners that might be listening when they set up. Oh, definitely. I know going through the list a minute ago when we were just deciding what to put on on the list it was bringing bringing back of starting up and realizing uh realizing how much i didn't actually know that i thought i knew then because yes. you're just starting up after you know you clean your mum's car there we go got the uh yeah. got the joke in already but um yeah you clean your mum's car you clean your dad's car well that's it i'm doing a business now yeah it doesn't it doesn't work like that it's yeah we've all we've, we've discussed that <laughs> hell of a lot more to it than that one of the first things that I think most people who start out are guilty of is pricing yourself too low. Yeah. <laughs> I know I was definitely yeah. guilty of this. Um, it's kind of finding that line, isn't it, between being cheap enough that people are going to use you because you're new and at the same time actually making some profit. Absolutely, yeah. Like I, I look back, of obviously, when I... When I started, obviously, I was still in school. It was like a quick weekend or evening thing. So when I, when it was back then, obviously, I was a lot, lot younger. So finding finding customers that would happily give somebody of what I was probably 14, 15 at the time, a decent amount of money, it, it just, for some reason, you know, people people like the age or, you know, conscious of the age thing. And they're just like, oh, I'm not going not gonna to pay too much. So, yeah, looking oh, yeah. back, I... I way way too cheap then it's like i think it, you know, obviously i didn't have any i had hardly any overheads then or anything like that to worry about but now i look back I was like, what, it wasn't even worth getting out of bed for it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't even worth getting you know why why i bothered i don't know but it was it was at that point you know it was doing prizes that cheap and back you know four or five years ago that got me that experience and you know, with, without doing that, I wouldn't I wouldn't be where I am now in this whole in this whole business of detailing world and everything like that. Um, but yeah, start starting out too cheap is definitely something that's a bit of a, a bit of hassle because changing your prices when you've got customers is <laughs> honestly the most difficult thing yeah, ever. Definitely. One thing I've it's, got to know though, Jake is. How did you operate when you were when you couldn't drive? Uh, well, it was it was sort of doing it was only really doing like neighbours' cars uh, yeah. within within my area. So it was like either 
you know, I had a, a great big kit bag that everything fitted in, chuck it over your shoulder and walk or get a lift or um, or they'd come, excuse me, come to come to me, which um, it worked. Being in sort of where, where my dad lives, especially in a small village, it's like you can you can walk from one side of the village to another in five minutes. <laughs> so it's like no, nobody really minds. I didn't mind walking to them. They didn't mind dropping the car to me and walking back and all of that. So um, fair enough. I, I do not miss those days. I looking back now, like, <laughs> what was I thinking of? Why did I get into this world? Because you enjoy it's, it so uh, much. That's why. I, I just uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's yeah that's one thing that we ne- we didn't mention when we were just having a, a mini plan for this episode is it's it's the, i hate i hate this phrase with a passion I and mean, i'll get i bet you know what i'm gonna say but it's get a job that you like and you won't work a day yeah that's I bollocks it's like it's that kind of saying but i hate that i hate that phrase with a passion but it is it's kind of true but regardless if you love your job or even hate it but for this instance if you absolutely love it and you that you it's it's technically bollocks because it's always 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 going to be a day where you just can't be fucked yeah. or you just don't want to or, you know you don't understand not don't understand there's always there's always something that will throw you off and um and then it's just like oh, bollocks to it Lob the polisher through the windscreen. I'm going on. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's not it's, all it's not all glamorous, is it? Like, I mean, the other day, I know, I know I sent you some videos um, of you know how much I love doing interiors. As it is, I had a dog it, owner's Ford, um, probably probably the uh, the longest interior I've ever done. Bit of a nightmare, but it's yeah. I mean, if you can just, if you can get through jobs like that, you can. When you sent me that bit, when you sent me the video of that interior, I was looking at it, I was like, I'm so glad that's not me right now. But I, <laughs> I haven't been calling that a day. And believe it or not, I didn't use any carpet dye. Oh, I would have been. <laughs> I'd been straight to um, straight to the nearest Euro car parts or whatever, buying the cheapest carpet dye I could just to get through it. Some nice crispy <laughs> floor mats after that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Getting there with wet feet as it hasn't quite dried, and you leave <laughs> you leave a trail of footprints behind you up the cream <laughs> But yeah, working out your your prices isn't it's, it's not that difficult. All you've got to do is work out your overheads and how much in products you're going to use uh, for a service, and then just have an hourly rate, and then add all your mm-hmm. overheads to that hourly rate, and there you go. That's how I yeah. do it, at least. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's loads of other ways of doing it, but yeah, cost cost everything down. Mm. You know, I know, I know, to a lot of people that they look at it, it's like oh, five liters of citrus pre-wash for, I don't know, for, say five liters for fifteen quid, looks an absolute bargain. And when you dilute it down, it's probably, you know, I, I can't off the top of my head, I can't remember what I buy in my citrus for. I can't remember how you know what it works out per liter off the top of my head without looking at my list, but just because something looks cheap in five litres, still cost it down. You know, how much of that product do you use per maintenance wash? Mm. You know, those 20p in products or whatever it is that it costs you, that's still eating away at your profit margin. So, 
yeah, co- cost everything down, whether it's the pennies or the pounds, because it it all it all adds up. It definitely does. So yeah, that's that's one thing. Don't don't. Yeah, I think just because something looks cheap in five liters, they don't think you don't need to cost it down because you really, really do if you want to do it properly and you know maximize your earnings and everything like that. Which is a big part of it, isn't it? I mean, you, you might love doing it, but at the end of the day, you need you need money, don't you? Got to pay you, yeah. yeah. You've got to pay yourself at the end of the month or however you do it. Because you'll you'll a... find you don't use a lot of um, RTU or ready to use products, which uh, a lot of Weekend enthusiasts might use you. You'll find you'll go more towards the five liters or twenty-five liters of highly concentrated stuff, just to yeah. it works out so much cheaper. Yeah, what are, why people buy five hundred mil of product when they're doing it? You know, for a, oh, excuse me, for a business is is totally beyond me, and that's kind of when it. But it, it's almost like the following, and you know, the brand scene, if that makes sense. You know, having a fancy bottle of something in 500 mil ready to use is like it's it's so it it's so pointless. Why why anyone would do that is 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 totally beyond me. So that's one thing. Mm. Just because you like like a brand and you want to you know you like the labeling or you like whatever it is, don't don't buy 500 mil or you know the small bottles because. It won't last, and it, it's complete. It's totally pointless. I mean, um, the only exception to that, I'd say, is if you're, you're trialing out a new a new product. Sorry, yeah, that's that's a good thing. And obviously, I've uh, I did it with um, with you, Adam, recently. Obviously, buying that neon wheel cleaner <laughs> in five, but there is not a chance in hell that's going anywhere near. Oh, I'm keeping that specifically for my own, just for uh, for for a for a bit of fun. That. That is not going anywhere near a customer's car, and yeah, unless you're buying something, you know, to test out, or or if it's something you really don't use a lot of. Yeah, it's just an important thing to think about, isn't it? Um, sort of product economy. There's some shampoos you, I see, if you if people listening have got a Costco card, they'll know exactly they'll know exactly the shampoo I'm on about. Twenty five liters of the turtle wax. Um shampoo i think i think it's 25 liters for like 20 quid or something it's it's stupidly cheap but you you need to use so much per you know per bucket it's 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 almost pointless buying that because you can go and buy 25 liters of you know i I can't remember how much the um car chem 25 liters of their shampoo is even not on black friday but you don't need you as half as much as this turtle wax one Mm. So, cost costing that out just because it looks cheap in that big bottle doesn't always mean going for the cheaper one works best. If that makes sense, because you yeah you might have to use double the product and then you go through it, you know through that five uh, twenty five liter drum in half the time. So it, it's it's basically in short a lot of research into costing and prices and there's obviously always going to be trial and error with stuff. Mm. The amount of five liters of something, and then realized it actually wasn't up to standard, and then I've had to buy something else that was a bit more expensive, but worked so much better. I'm sure you're the same. It's, but you know, you've been caught out with that before. You yeah. caught out with a. Oh, that's going to be so cost effective, but 
and you have to use double the amount. Just, just no. Doesn't it doesn't work? So, I mean, it's only just taken me till till pretty recently to figure out the kind of set products I've got for each category. It's taken me ages to figure out what I like and what works for me. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's probably been about two years of kind of trial and error of of what kind of products I like, and I think now I'm pretty happy. But still, always like to try out new stuff, um, and that'll never change. I don't think. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I always like trying out new stuff, and obviously, I'm I'm quite lucky in the fact that I obviously get sent stuff quite often to try out, um, and that that's always quite handy because I'm finding different things, and there's been quite a lot of stuff that I've then gone back and bought in five liters, which I've you know wouldn't have already ordinarily done before if I hadn't tried it. Mm. You're the same. I know you've got sent some of. Was it the auto gland stuff? Oh yeah, it was auto. <laughs> yeah, I've got. It's behind me now. Undoubt- I can't wait to try that out. <laughs> Have you not tried anything? Uh, no, they only came yesterday. Um, I think it's a van wash day tomorrow, though, so I can't wait for that. But um, yeah, if, if James is listening from County Detailing Supplies, thank you very much. <laughs> um, yeah, und- undoubtedly. You got sent four, three or four bottles of stuff, was it? Yeah, four things to, to have a little play around with. And undoubtedly, you know, you might have. So I can, I can remember off the top of my head, you you got sprit, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. That that's a re- that's a I've used that before, and that's a great product. Um, and it's, it's kind of things like that. You might have never tried it before. You got sent a bottle, and then it's like, hang on, this is really good. Yeah. And you go back. Five liters, so you're always going to end up chopping and changing what you use because always, always. there's always different things, and yeah. there's always other things going to appear on the market, and then suddenly it's like, oh, hang on a minute, this is bloody good. It's, for example, it's the same price as what I was buying anyway, but it's better. So yeah, ever you'll never always stick to. There's always there's people out there that stick to the exact same brand for absolutely everything, mm. and move off that because. Because they like it, so actually, there's probably other stuff that's been released, or there's other stuff out there that will be just as good, or if not better. And you're, you know, you're not trying it, and it's gonna, it's costing you profit. Mm. I think the two main take-home points from that are: don't necessarily just stick to one brand and get everything from one brand, because nine times out of ten, you're not going to get everything that you want from a single brand. And if you do, they may be better out there. So it's always great to kind of venture out and see see what else is out there. And two is to be like Jake and be an arse lick. So you get sent out loads of free stuff to try. Fuck's <laughs> sake. If anyone's listening and wants to friend, send me stuff, then... You know, I mean, I'm, ca- I'm kind of guilty of that too, so I'm not going <laughs> to... I, 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 I've still got so much stuff that I've been sent to test from people that I haven't even had a chance to try. So uh... mm, I've got lots of videos in the works. And when once the uh, the shed quarters, which is being renovated at the moment, once that's done, it's going to be a little recording studio so I can get some hopefully pretty decent quality uh, YouTube videos out for reviews and stuff. It's not it's a plug. Like it's not a plug because it doesn't exist yet. ASD radio. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, what have we got next? What do we, what do we think? Overselling and underselling yourself? That's an important one, yeah. Oh, and you can kick us off with that one. Yeah. Um, 
you've got to recognize how good you are at something and then price yourself accordingly. There's no point being too humble because someone else is just going to come in and take your spot. But at the same time, if you big yourself up too much and say, oh, I'm the best detailer ever, I can do absolutely anything, and then you don't deliver on that, it's kind of managing expectations really for your customer. And that's why taking plenty of photos and having evidence of your work is so important. Yeah, yeah. There's there's lots of people, and you see it see it often, underselling themselves. You know, I, I've seen people quite you know, especially recently that have appeared who are who are definitely underselling themselves, and they're actually you know really really bloody good. But they're not they're not quite confident in that yet. Mm. Uh, one one person who his work actually in person might be absolutely shocking, but. And what I'm seeing photo-wise um, is his name's Chris Wilkinson. He helped me do my website uh, when I did the Shopify one. He recently um, started out and looking at the pictures, his work looks absolutely fantastic. But he's not. Yeah, you know, he's de- he's definitely underselling himself a little bit. You know, needs mm-hmm. to needs to be. A, I think almost needs to be a bit more confident in his work. But I think because you know he's new and isn't isn't one of these that's all brash about it. That's that's one person that does spring to mind. I'm sure there's hundreds of others, but mm. he was the first person that came to my head for, a, for underselling. Definitely, Chris, if you're listening, your work looks good. Get it out there. <laughs> uh, and then there's plenty of people who are who are overselling themselves, and overselling seems to be the biggest thing that gets you know posted on DC of. Oh, look at me. I can do a 10 stage correction in coating and it's the best in the world for a hundred pounds. I mean, I, come at I me think because the I'm whole be- overselling thing that applies um, a lot more to products than I, mean, I, mean, I see it a lot more for, for detailing products rather than people. But yeah, you do see it for, for yeah, people who think yeah. they're all this and all that. O- overselling products is massive. Because every single blooming man, his dog and his brother and his goldfish are making. Oh, no, I say I say making making inverted inverted commas <laughs> making products at the moment. And that's and uh, yeah, that's a topic for a different episode. I think I'm not going to go into that now because we won't we won't be finishing until midnight if I get into that. <laughs> um. <laughs> I did want to spring yeah. off from the whole kind of selling yourself thing. Um, invest in good kind of graphics. So if it's either you learn how to do graphic design or you pay a graphic designer because that is invaluable. Your online image and again your in-person image if you're wearing clothes with your logo or you've got your van sign written it's being as have- professional as you can be. I don't have a van. Yeah, well, if you have a van. Okay, thank you for covering that That's for those who right. don't. Yeah. Thank you. If you don't have a van, you're not allowed to, to val it. That's the rules. If you don't, you don't have a caddy, you're basically a peasant. <laughs> oh, I don't you're know the, about you're, that. You're, you're a peasant of the detailing world. Have you seen my caddy? Actually, yeah, your caddy is, is a peasant. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, having having a good—that's a joke. 
of the people people that are driving Berlingos and Peugeots and Fords. I'm not judging you at all. It's just a joke. Yeah, please, don't cry. Please don't make people angry. Sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> ha- having a great logo is so important. Um, not that mine's great, but just in general, good logo. Get some really nice business cards, uniform. Um, make sure your Facebook page looks professional. So you've got all your details on there. Um, likewise, if you've got a Google business account, um, have all your details on there. Make sure there's no kind of spelling errors. It's kind of the basics and really nice pictures. So if that means getting yourself uh, a dedicated camera, like a DSLR or something. I mean, I know a lot of people can't be asked for all that, but you can still kind of learn to take better photos with angles and stuff on, on phones because most phone cameras these days are bloody amazing. So basically, don't do anything that my Facebook page shows. <laughs> Is this somehow turned into a dig against your page? <laughs> I, I, I think I think my Facebook page is actually quite professional. I'd like to hope so. I think it is. And you're very active, which is important. Because if someone goes on your page and they say, oh, he hasn't posted in two months. Yeah, don't look great. Yeah. And get people to leave you reviews. That's very important. Could be at my my current response time to messages is like a wish delivery. It's like one to thirty three weeks. <laughs> Honestly, a minute. I keep having so many issues with the Facebook manager page. It's just like fuck's sake. There's always issues with it. Always. It's, it's, I've got. So, I'm. I click on it now. I've got. Oh, it's currently saying ninety nine notifications, but that's complete bollocks. Yeah, be, it's so broken. Okay. 12 messages that I'm unable to reply to because Facebook is just broken. <laughs> yeah. Good for, good socials, yeah. Google page. If, if you're going to have a website, make it a good good website. You know, look professional, be professional. And there's one thing, I'll always remember seeing this because um, I don't quite know how I, why I was even there. I think I just finished at somebody's house and another valet pulled up to do another house, sorry, another car in this close that I was in. And he got out of his van and um, went and knocked to this person's door with a vape hanging out his mouth. I was just thinking, my God, I, I mean, I'm turning up at somebody's house looking like I've just left school when I'm about 11. <laughs> but come on, you're jumping, out your, you're jumping out your van, vape hanging out your mouth, and you're about to go and knock on Doris's door to clean her Honda Jazz. And she probably thinks you're about. She's about to. Uh, you're about to mug her or something. <laughs> uh, being being professional about yourself is 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 key. Don't turn up at somebody's house with a fag or a vape hanging out your mouth. Yeah, it doesn't paint a good image. No. Yeah, you need a good in person image and a good online image as well. Yeah, I mean, exactly. maybe we could do another one of these kind of mini episodes on building your online presence or something that just key is that just a hint that you want me to dress up for you (laughs) get your webcam out (laughs) (laughs) this is a a pg show (laughs) no but i think that that could be quite useful is i don't know we'll we'll put it to the people we'll put it in the group at some point and see because we don't want to don't make content and no one's going to bloody listen to do we now you want the whole group to dress up for you. Fucking oh, hell. 
Right, anyway, moving on. <laughs> yes, moving on, definitely. Make sure you invest in good quality equipment. Now, that doesn't mean going straight out and buying a 500-pound Kranzel pressure washer. But what it does mean is don't go out and buy a Karcher K2 because the very famous phrase, you buy cheap, you buy twice, is famous for a reason. Um especially with equipment like that. A Karcher with a nice plastic pump, a K2, is not going to last you very long. I don't know how much they cost these days. But I think a, I think a K2 is literally about 50 quid now. They're really cheap, and they are cheap for a reason. You yeah. know, buying cheap, and it, it all looks well and good. It all looks fine. You know, oh, yeah, that'll be perfect. It, it, it won't. Just It'll only hinder you, you in the you, future. You'll go- if you if you yeah even if even if you're one of these people that's just doing you know just started out in the business and you're only doing a couple of cars a week or whatever you know and you're still still building yourself up i can guarantee if you're going to keep replacing the k2 you'll go through four a year i, I can almost guarantee that um that they they just don't last long if you're using them more than a couple of times a week mm-hmm. um, so it's best off spending you know so say a K2 is 50 quid and you've got to replace that four times a year. That's 200 quid. 200 quid will buy you a decent jet wash. Mm. That'll buy you, a, you know, a pretty decent, robust. Um, you can get a K5 for that. You get a K5. Oh, what's really popular, I've got a little Nilfisk as well as the Kranzel. Mm. It's a little, um, yeah, little Nilfisk. Quality, quality bits of kit. And yeah, it was it wasn't expensive, and it's lasted for ages. I just like to point um, out for anyone kind of jumps on me saying, "Oh, you can't buy a Karcher K five for two hundred quid." Well, a very useful piece of information that people might not know is you can go to the Karcher outlet and get some pretty damn cheap machines, and they still come with warranty. And I've done that for all my Karcher machines. I had a K four. Um, that's the first one I bought was a K4 that, there was an issue with that it was one of the older models where the hose flies off the end if you know you know pain in the ass. Um upgraded to a K5 compact fingers crossed that's doing me strong and I got a Karcher SC3 steam cleaner as well so you can get some brilliant bargains on the outlet store um, and they still come with I think six months warranty and you can upgrade it but that's definitely a route to go down if you're on a bit more of a budget yeah, I've I've actually I've only ever I've got the win I've got a Karcher window back. So it's been fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I've only I've only have ever had one maybe two Karchers and one of which was a K two. Um, I still don't remember how I ended up with. It. I didn't buy it. I got given it. I still don't remember how I, who gave it to me. And it yeah, it was it was a brand new one, and it lasted about it lasted eight weeks maybe. Mm. Um, so yeah, they're not the best things, but yeah, the, the bulkier, you know, bulkier, better cartridges is, yeah. um, even if you buy one from the outlet is if you're going to go down the cartridge route is probably your way to go. Yeah. Okay. Two. And that's, that's the same for your other equipment. You know, if you're just setting out, you're probably not going to be jumping on the machine polishing and all of that. Um, but when you are a, a 50 pound, DA is probably not going to be your best bet either. No, obviously, it's only 
me and you had him on the podcast, but uh, those who have listened throughout will know Richard's, Richard Weeson, as, he, as he's often known, um, used, I can't remember what DA he had, or he has when he did his own car, but when he was with me the other e- weekend, he used uh, the Roots polisher I've got, um, and understood that it completely felt, I felt completely different to his whatever DA he's got and so much better and yeah just buying something a bit better I don't I don't mean a roots that's I don't know how much now now four or five hundred quid too much but a half a half yeah a half decent one you know half decent DA or rotary whatever you're going down rather than your little or Aldi special is going to be it's going to be a better option because the thing is it's an investment Um, it's you're buying better machines to make sure you can do a better job. So they're making you money. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And it, 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 it's sort of like, I don't notice it at first, but it does cut your working time. And mm. no, no pun intended with the cut there. Cutting your working time while Brilliant. cutting paint. Way. Hilarious. Uh, thank you. And then it's even down to the little things, like especially especially for the mobile people. Extension cables. <laughs> now that sounds so so boring and basic, but when I was obviously I don't do much mobile now, but when I was doing mobile uh, like all the time, I kept buying like the the B uh, B and N B sorry B and M um, extension cables for like a fiver, and they just kept they were oh they were shocking, and then I eventually bought like a, a proper. B and Q. I went. I went. I went from B and M to B and Q. So you know that's an upgrade. Um, extension cable, and it's it's like two years old now. It's been battered to death, um, and it's 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 perfect. <laughs> it's it's the little things like that that you just you just notice, especially when you're doing it. You've been doing it a little bit longer, and you, you know you, you know you're boring when you start to get entertained by a um, by an extension cable. <laughs> Yeah, you know you're really, you know you're a boring person when you actually get excited about a new extension cable. I mean, I got so happy when my pneumatic George got delivered. It's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's another thing. Who actually no, it's not another thing. It was as we we were just discussing this before we started. Hoovers, or you know, in the detailing on a vac, as they like to be called. <laughs> uh, we were just discussing this. A Henry is absolutely fantastic. A George Wetvac, absolutely fantastic bits of kit. But we've both got one, and the 35, 40 quid screw fix Titan is absolutely brilliant. I did see somewhere, though. Didn't they get discontinued? They were discontinued, but they've now brought out an updated version. Ah. And I think it's, it's still the same price. It's about 40 quid. They are honestly um, bomb proof. They are. I remember my old George. I dropped. You know, I said to you before we started. I dropped it out the back of a Land Rover, and it was ruined. And the but the amount of times I've dropped and damaged and reversed into and God knows what else. This bloody Titan, it just won't die on me. I don't know how because it get it held some some abuse. I use it as a wet and a dry vac as well, and I don't have a bag in it, so it's it's all like a big mush at the bottom of yeah, it. Yeah, I'm uh, exactly the same. <laughs> It stinks. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. Yeah, I don't, I, I'll have to. I'll have to get somebody to empty it because it's probably got COVID in it. But apps. I don't. I don't know how they survive for that. I was 
when I first bought it, I was expecting this to last, you know, a year, and then it's like, well, actually, it's it's bulletproof, and I can't break it, and I don't know how. So just go to show there are some exceptions to buy cheap, buy twice. Yeah, that's an exception, and I'll ex- I'll accept that exception. <laughs> um, other than that, what other, what other tools and equipment? Obviously, we've done products. Anything else? I'm so tired, my mind's gone blank. <laughs> um, just another point for the extension cable is make sure it is rated properly for the machines you are using. Oh, yeah. Because if you go with like a fucking a 10 amp um, extension <laughs> lead and you're trying to run uh, a vacuum, a pressure washer, and God knows what else off it, it's just going to, it's not going to work. No, it won't just, work. Just, just check and make sure it's rated properly. And also, make sure you unravel it. Because if you don't unravel it, you can start a fire. And that's not good. Fires aren't fun, kids. Uh, definitely not, no. Not that that's happened uh, to me, but... Yeah, it sounds like you're speaking from experience, to be honest. Thankfully, I'm not. You. <laughs> um... <laughs> Another thing, and we were, we were discussing this before we started as well, don't leave anything at home. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is, yeah. This is, this is more for the people that are mobile, you know. And I, I remember doing this, and it, it wasn't that long ago. Um, I was doing a mobile job for somebody, and I'd arrived at his house. I'd, I'd literally got everything, including you know, spare, spare drying towels even, and you even remember the little things like a, a drying towel, you know, a wheel drying towel, <laughs> and all the stuff that you know you'd expect um, expect to forget. I remembered all of that, but I managed to forget the fucking buckets. <laughs> I still to this day, I'm still adamant I did put them in the car, and I reckon a ghost to come out. Yeah, sounds likely. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I remember turning up at his house, and I. I I'd done all the pre-wash and everything like that, and I went to my car and I thought, "Hang on a minute, there are bloody buckets!" And I was like, oh, for "Fuck's sake!" And it's one of those things that it's just like, "What an absolute muppet am I?" You know, how did I forget something so simple like buckets? Just as well, this guy was a really good customer of mine. He 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 is quite into his detailing as well. He just gets me to do it because he hasn't got the time to do his own cars. So luckily he had some nice buckets for me that I could use, but thinking about how on earth did I forget? And that's the thing, I've now got, if I'm doing a mobile job, I have a checklist of everything to go through so I don't forget. (laughs) And there's always something that you'll think, oh, I don't need it this time. It's like, sometimes it's happened and and it's my pet hate, again, not, no pun intended with a pet, but pet hair. Oh, fucking hate it. But when a, even more I hate it when a customer hasn't told me, yes, my boot is filled with dog hair and you could build an Alsatian out of it. <laughs> Just, and I've, I've thought, right, the customer hasn't told me there's dog hair in the car, so I'm not going to need my lily brush or any of that sort of stuff. Haven't brought it and get there. And obviously it's caked in dog hair and it's like, it, it, it's, it's the size of a stamp, or, you know, it's the size of a pack of stamps, these lily brushes. They're bloody tiny. It wouldn't have taken any room to just chuck it in the car and it would have been so much less stress for me. So just, even if you think you won't need something, just just bring it anyway because the last thing you want to do is get caught out. 
I say, I think the most recent thing that's happened to me like that is um, it's just a regular uh, interior valet and wash or whatever. I was like, I won't need my machine polishing bag. It's too, I can't be asked to take it to the van. It's too heavy. Um, and I finish up, and he's like, Oh, can you quickly restore the headlights for me? I was like, Oh, for God's sake. And obviously, mm-hmm. I haven't got the machine polishing kit. I haven't got any of my compounds, my sandpaper. I was like, Sorry, I'm just going to have to reschedule. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, just task. For that extra, what, two minutes of taking something else to the van. Hmm. Yeah, I get, I get that. It's it, that that's an absolute nightmare, and I hate it when that happens. And it's, it's machine polish is quite a big thing to you know chuck in. So I kind of understand why you might sometimes not bring that. But it's silly things like when you forget, like I said, a lily brush mm-hmm. or you know brush or something like that. Just chuck it in the bloody car or in van, depending on what you're doing. It, it takes up no space. And it it can it could save your day. <laughs> Something so small could be the difference between having a good day and a shit one. <laughs> Definitely agree with that. Yeah. What else have we got? Unless you've got anything to add, so don't forget anything. Well, I think it's a pretty pretty basic message, isn't it? Take everything. <laughs> well, I mean, when I say everything, I don't mean like don't take a whole twenty five liters of wheel cleaner because you're not going to need it. I can I can guarantee you that. <laughs> what if you spill your five litre? Well, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Here, here's um, a big one. Get insurance. Uh, I trigger wood. So many people that don't have it. Honestly. So easy. Mine's what? Yeah. Twenty pounds a month. And you've got it's, they're not it's not expensive. It's really not. Just go to wherever. Go to go to Covershaw. Oh, other, yeah. other insurance brokers are available. Um, just to make sure we're not not sponsored. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, insurance is so easy. It's so it's not expensive, and it could you know t- touch wood. I've never had to use it. Mm. I'm sure you haven't either. No. Well, unless you're, what you are not telling me, you might have. You might be really. <laughs> when you burn someone's poor poor paint off. No, I didn't. I, I didn't see to quick release nozzle in, so I shot it at a, <laughs> uh, a window. <laughs> God, <laughs> yeah. Your insurance could literally save you at any point. You never know when you might need it, so make yeah, do that. Do not, do not not get insured, and that's the first first thing you need to do. Absolutely. Um, Else we got? Ah, this is this is a good one. And this we had a good laugh about this a minute before we started. Learning how to reply to problem. Oh, you've changed it to problem customers. <laughs> what my word was, know how to reply to asshole customers because <laughs> every single person at some point would have had them. Um, yeah, you always get them. Always get them, and it's yeah. Problem customers in a polite word, or absolute wanker customers. Which is what I would describe a fair few time wasters at as just even if they're an absolute bell end, reply politely. Mm-hmm. So it can ruin your reputation. Just, oh yeah, one person could you know replying like an absolute knob to one person could be the difference between 
fantastic recommendations every five minutes to this person could literally social media is massive this person that you've replied to in a stupid way could sl- slate that everywhere mm-hmm. and ruin everything you've built up all it so takes is if- some out of context screenshots shared in their local groups and that's you done yeah just you've just got to be polite regardless whether they're an absolute yeah bell end or not just just keep polite and usually if you're a wanker and you're polite they won't even bother replying again because they're not getting they're not getting anywhere and they if they it's almost like and i've had it a few times when you've got a really annoying customer and they almost want they almost like they're wanting you to to be rude back so they can almost start something yeah uh, the amount of times I've wanted to, and it's just, it's just worth the risk of ruining your rep- reputation. So be polite, and it will save you. And also take deposits on the bigger jobs. Definitely. I remember not taking deposits. Oh, what was I thinking of? It, the amount of moves or stuff like that. It's just like that. Deposit deposits are what. Yeah, deposits are what you need. It, it weeds out some of the customers that might have been a problem as well. Yeah, yeah. Out of interest, what kind of what kind of percentage or what deposit do you take? I t- I usually take twenty to twenty five percent, depending on the job. At the moment, I only take deposits on coating work, and the deposit I take is the cost of the coating. Because obviously, I'm yeah. I'm not. I don't do this to to live on. I do it part-time so if yeah. i lose a day's work it's not the end of the world yeah i, I guess yeah you're you're not you, you haven't got you know hundreds of bottles of coatings mm. sat ready oh so, yeah you buy it as and when you need it yeah you know i can imagine that'd be quite annoying when yeah somebody's booked in for a coat and then you've gone and spent i don't know 100 quid on a, i don't know what coating you use but for example say 100 quid on a coating and they've yeah, solid off. It's like, well, bollocks. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, deposits are always yeah. good, especially for the bigger jobs. Obviously, you're not going to take a 20% deposit on a maintenance wash, are you? But... No. See, at, at the minute, it's, <laughs> I'm so busy down here. It's almost a, bo- it's almost a bonus when, uh, when somebody cancels at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to be in that like, position. I... Yeah. Still, still, basically eating beans on toast. It's not. It's not made me millions yet. Waitrose beans on a fresh loaf of sourdough. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. To, to take the posits, it's. It might seem odd, and it might seem all your customers might seem like they're so genuine. Yeah, they're going to turn up and all of that, but it can really, really piss you off and ruin your day if they don't. And then it's almost like, well. Because I remember first asking when I first started, you know, doing deposits, it was almost a bit awkward. I don't know the word for it, but sort of almost a li- little bit awkward asking for deposits. It's a bit like, oh, I've not done this, not asked for deposits before. Mm. How do I ask for them? Um, so just get yeah, get past that little, little worry and just just ask for them, and it, it will it'll it'll weed out the um, the time wasters or the people that have no intention of showing and all yeah. of that because if they really want the service done they'll pay a deposit yeah and it That's makes you like... seem more professional as well 
I've had I've had people pay in advance for what I'm going to do if do on their cars. You know, people paying before they've collected their car, or you know, when they people paying for their coating and correction before they've even before they've even dropped it off. Hopefully in cash. No, I'm not that lucky. Although I did I did once have a guy <laughs> did oh, and it was quite recently paid. Um, he had told his wife that his correction and coating on his on his. I'm not going to say any vehicle, just in case they're listening, on his vehicle. Um, and he had told his wife it was £100, and it, and it wasn't. It was a lot, lot more, but his wife was going to kill him. So so he had to tell her it was £100. So he paid before he dropped the, the, the vehicle off um, so that when she came with him to collect it, there wasn't the awkward, uh, the awkward conversation of price. <laughs> I nearly said the uh, the vehicle then like three times. I was trying to hold back just in case. Not that I think they would be listening, but just in case they are. <laughs> <laughs> I end up getting shot and they're getting a divorce now. <laughs> you spent how much on it? <laughs> yeah. Some people, some people, yeah, some people won't want to pay a deposit and that's like, well, they're not going to turn up then anyway. Yeah. Some people really understand where you're coming from um, and it's and it's usually it's usually the other business owners um who totally understand that so like trades people oh, yeah. always understand paying deposits and whatnot so they, they don't mind paying them as well mm-hmm. um yeah just just ask for them it's so much so much easier in the long run you won't you won't have your no shows <laughs> definitely Got another um, important point here. What have, Ooh, what have we got here? <laughs> Working with your local, in quotation marks, competition, uh, rather than actively going against them. That's a good one. Yeah. Because if I don't know, say you've got a pretty time-sensitive booking and you're slightly behind on it. And you could potentially call out another one of the detailers locally and you can come out and both get on it with the machine polishes and smash it out. Just having that those connections there is, is pretty valuable. Yeah. Yeah, there's in in my area at the minute it's it's every five minutes somebody's cropping up, so I'm just, I'm not becoming friends with those ones, but the ones that have been around here a bit longer I, I get on with a lot of them. There's, there's some that I don't. There's some that I really fucking hate. Um, because, yeah, they're, they're going back to, to after the start of this episode of uh, overselling themselves. And then, but it's fine with me because it's, it's quite handy when they when the cars that they've just done come to me for, for rectification. It's extra work for you, isn't it? <laughs> Exactly, but no. In in general, I get on with with a lot of them around here, and a lot of them buy stuff from me. Um, and it's in in this area, it's all everyone sort of knows everyone. So I go ten minutes down the road, and I can go and see three other detailers, and we're all we're all good friends. We all talk, we all help each other out where's necessary. And I, I think most of the time unless it's ones that are really snaky and that are a bit sort of behind your back and like to 
you know like to like to hide what they're doing from you and just to try and spite you and all of that is is not the ones you want to be friends with but a lot of them you'll find are really good and that's um that's when you find <clears throat> excuse me that's when you sort of see the people on dc that could be local to you mm. and or, or even if they're not local to you it's so good to be to be you know friends or at least at least civil the right word yeah like um, so. you don't want to be with, starting with any other people d- no with you know any other tailors whether they be 10 minutes away or hours away you know you're you're, you're an hour and a half from me i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go on facebook and slate the hell out of you don't worry <laughs> <laughs> don't do the same back phone, please yeah <laughs> Make some fake accounts and shit. <laughs> gonna, gonna lose all my customers now. <laughs> uh, it, it, there's obviously people that you don't you don't get on with everyone, but it's better to just try and at least be civil with them. It work, it, the, the world is just a better place when there's no hate. I'm gonna be part of the hippie foundation Jesus now. Saying Christ, that, Jake, yeah. Yeah. Be right back. I'm just going to go and hug a tree outside. Just tell it it's all okay. So all wars have now stopped. <laughs> but, but yeah, I was because I was um, I used to go on quite well with a a unit based detailer by me before he he shut up. Um, and it's just kind of giving each other work. And it kind of it works out in our favour. Because he'd send customers to me that I could take care of, and I'd send customers to him. Because obviously at that point I didn't do like coatings or whatever. So if someone wanted a coating, I'd say, "Yep, yeah, go to him," and then I'd take care of the maintenance or whatever. Yeah, that's that's what I've done a little bit of here. Because obviously, coatings and stuff is is what I prefer doing, and what I'm you know, what I much what I much like much more prefer. Fucking hell, that just always the same thing. What am I on about? <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I prefer being here, you know, doing coatings and corrections and stuff. But obviously, there's people that want the ballots and whatnot. But if I'm too, I've got a couple of people around here that I can easily pass them on to, and it's like, fine, you you do that one. I'm gonna carry on here. Let me know how it goes, and all of that. And um, yeah, it's it's always it's always just handy to have relationships with with these other people because like that, it can make your life so much easier. Because it's better to, it's better than saying no to a customer. It's it's better giving a, a customer that's messaged you an option and a recommendation of someone else than just saying no. Yeah. Because, yeah, that just that's just hassle. But it, it look it looks almost it, it almost looks a bit more professional when you're happy to recommend another valet or a detailer. Mm. Um. And just saying no, I've got no slots. Sorry go somewhere else when you can provide a solid recommendation or yeah a lot of people will trust the opinion when it's coming from valid detailer and recommending another because it's like well you know they're they're in this profession and they're recommending someone else in the profession it's kind of like well they must they must know what they're on about mm-hmm. i'd like to think so <laughs> well i mean i wouldn't damn man but <sighs> joking don't start crying. He's gonna. He doesn't. He doesn't listen to these. And he listened to one the other day, didn't he? Because he told us about it. He yeah. did listen to one the other day. I think he listened to like ten minutes of the first one. 
<laughs> Dear. But I think that's all the points we we had on our little little note sheet, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. And it was a, it was only a, it was only probably a short episode. What's this? Forty five minutes, maybe. Uh, something like that. So we'll see once it's been edited. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not a long one, and yeah, everyone who's listening to this very bitty episode, oh, it wasn't it wasn't the best episode, I'm sure. Sure, we'll agree, Adam. But it was just something that a few people were a bit disappointed that there was no upload this week. And Stephen, is it, am I right in saying Stephen? Bloody hell, Jay. Um, gave us this. Sorry, uh, Stephen gave us this idea, and it was just like it was a perfect opportunity. We both had a little bit of time spare, so we can uh, we can do do this little episode. But normal service will resume resume <laughs> shortly, but I uh, will resume next week. Um, I am absolutely knackered, so I'm basically asleep. So if anything I've said today doesn't make sense. Please accept my apologies. <laughs> But I think we could potentially do some more of these kind of little episodes in between occasionally if we have a week off. Yeah. We'll see. Just kind of yeah. mini episodes. Like I said, yeah. I'm going to put in the group and see if anybody wanted, would want to uh, listen to an episode about building online presence because I think that's quite important for any businesses. Um, Absolutely. I feel like that could be a Again, another in-between episode, as that doesn't really apply to everybody. But yeah, I'll put something in the group about that at some point. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's all all from us this evening. Um, and ju- actually, just before we do end this, uh, last week's episode with Michael about graphene, I think I might say that's had a, a rude amount of listens. So thanks to everyone. And, it's had, and that's had a hell of, a, hell of some good feedback on it as well. Yeah. A lot of people did really, really like that episode. So, yeah, that was really appreciated, everyone. Thank you very much. Easily one of our most popular. Yeah. So, um, yeah, as always, we do we do listen and read every single bit of feedback. Um, maybe don't give us feedback on this one because it will probably end up insulting us both. <laughs> uh, but on normal episodes, every bit of feedback is taken on board and is welcome. So, yeah, keep it up, people great work everyone right adam end it i'm going home <laughs>